It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Good morning. I hope it's good morning. Although I recognize for many of you truckers out there, it is just the continuation. You just you take your break, you sleep a few hours, you get up, get back at it again. Welcome to the morning show with Preston Scott. Wherever, however you are listening, we appreciate you spending time with us very, very much. Uh Grant Ethan over there in Studio 1A. The combination of us both. Ethan Grant. Grant Ethan. Ethan Grant. One sounds like a furniture. The other sounds like a paint. I just welcome <laughs> you both to the studio known as 1A. I'm here in studio. Hop on by your local Sherwin-Williams and get an Ethan Grant. <laughs> no, Ethan Allen. We already have a furniture store. Well, that's... Sure, fine. There you go. Uh, Sweet. Okay. Right. <laughs> now they're the, the, the Bash Brothers. <laughs> anyway, it's great to be with you this morning. We start with a scripture, and we got a good one. Matthew 6, 5 through 8. And when you pray, let me pause. You, you do pray, right? Just for a second. Let me, let me ask the young fellows over there. Play along with me here. What would happen if, say, you didn't eat for a day? You just, you skipped eating. Feel a little hunger pang? A little hangry, maybe. Maybe, think. Okay. What about two days? A little more hangry? Bit of a rage starting to build? Maybe. A lot of pain. <laughs> okay. Three days. Now this is turning into a wilderness fast. <laughs> a week. No food. I'm getting skinny. You're I'm already skinny. I'm probably I'm probably KO'd at this point. Yeah. I, I mean you're you are you're you're you start to now face serious issues. Yep. So let's parlay that and think how long has it been since you've prayed? And that's the question that I would have for all of you. We treat our spirit and our soul like it doesn't matter. I'll get around to it. Maybe later. Prayer is how we talk with God. You know, when God founded this whole thing, if you read the Bible, he hung out with Adam and Eve. They, they enjoyed walks together. They conversed. I mean, it was a totally different deal. And he gave them the right to choose to be disobedient. And when they did, we, 
as descendants were impacted. Where do you think that kid gets that nature to say when they have bread uh, cookie crumbs all over their mouth and you say, did you eat that cookie? And they go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where they learn, did they learn to lie? No, it's our nature. It's just our nature's messed up. And so prayer is that important connecting point to nourishment with God. So I'm going to just hold on to the rest of the verse for next week. When you pray, Matthew 6, verse 5, and when you pray, do you? Do you pray? Think of it in terms like I did with the guys there of feeding yourself spiritually. Some scripture, some prayer is your spirit, your soul getting some food. And there is a difference between your soul and your spirit. But it feeds you spiritually. And when you cut yourself off, and for many of you, you haven't prayed in months, maybe years. What do you think's happened as a result? So let me just encourage you. This isn't to condemn you. It's to encourage you. Come on. Feed your spirit. Pray. Ten minutes after the hour. Let's look at this date in history. Get rolling. Friday. Friday's always fun. Friday fun day. Here on The Morning Show with Preston Scott. your mom would say you should do because everyone else is doing it you're listening to the morning show with preston scott on news radio 100.7 wfla well ladies and gentlemen good morning and welcome to the radio program morning morning i sound like that guy i should be doing a commercial what commercial would you be doing? I don't know. I might get to doing commercials one day. Yeah? Yeah. Oh. It could happen. Uh, shortly after the Battle of Bunker Hill, Abigail Adams wrote one of the many letters she penned to her husband, John. I've got a book of the entirety of the letters that, that, are, that are collected. And, uh, oh, man, one day I'm going to get to sit and read those things. Historians claim that those letters... It's not so much about the insight into a presidency and a first family as much as it is the finest collection of insights into life in the 18th century. Just life. Because presidents, members of Congress, they weren't public officials as they are today. That wasn't their gig. They were farmers and they were merchants. And they were, you know, uh, they tradesmen. And so it's just very, very different. And, uh, and so she penned a letter to John, then in Philadelphia, serving in the Second Continental Congress on a hill near her farm with her youngest son, Johnny. She had watched the smoke of the battle rising above Charleston or Charlestown. She wrote partly to tell her husband that their friend, Dr. Joseph Warren, had been killed in the fight. Dearest friend. 
The day, perhaps the decisive day, is, come on, which the fate of America depends. My bursting heart must find vent at my pen. I've just heard that our dear friend Dr. Warren is no more but fell gloriously fighting for his country, saying better to die honorably in the field than ignominiously hang upon the gallows. Great is our loss. He has distinguished himself in every engagement by his courage and fortitude, by animating the soldiers and leading them on by his own example. She goes on to write, The race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, but the God of Israel is he that giveth strength and power unto his people. Trust in him at all times. You people pour out your hearts before him. God is a refuge for us. Charleston is laid in ashes. How many have fallen we know not. The constant roar of the cannon is so distressing that we cannot eat, drink, or sleep. May we be supported and sustained in the dreadful conflict. I shall tarry here till tis thought unsafe by my friends. And then I have secured myself a retreat at your brother's, who has kindly offered me part of his house. I cannot compose myself to write any further at present. I will add more as I hear further. And that's just part of one note. And there's a book about three inches thick, full of them. I can't wait. Can't wait to read them. Uh, June 18th, 1812, U.S. declares war against Britain in the War of 1812. 1873, suffragist Susan B. Anthony fined $100 trying to vote. How dare she? There you go, Susan. Yeah, we'll put your face on a coin and love it. 1928, Amelia Earhart becomes the first woman to fly across the Atlantic as a passenger on a flight piloted by Wilmer Stoltz. Oh, Wilmer. Stoltzy. Go, Wilmer. 1948, Columbia Records unveils the latest in audio technology, a long-playing 33-and-a-third RPM phonograph, phonograph record. And in 1983, Sally Ride becomes America's first woman in space on board the Challenger. 16 minutes after the hour, when we come out from the break, Chris Cuomo called out some folks. It did not go well for him. We'll get to a social media blunder by the egotistical one on CNN next. WFLA on your phone with the iHeartRadio app and on hundreds of devices like Alexa, Google Home, Xbox, and Sonos. Hey, so here we go. An iHeart's radio station. All right, so a group of folks gathered together on Twitter, maybe about 300. Small, relatively small channel. And uh, dude drops kind of a Chris Chris Cuomo shot at the CNN host, and he says, "The story of your life, you constantly deny facts you don't like." Now, someone who's smart just 
ignores. Let it lets it go. Abs- pulls a frozen man. Elsa, just, Elsa, and Anna. That thing. Yes. Just let it go. <laughs> just leave it be. But no, 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 no. Chris's ego does not allow that. So Cuomo jumps into the thing and goes, "Name one TikTok, like the clock is running. Name one. Oh my god." <laughs> Twitter Uh, named more than one blew up. (laughs) It just did. I'm going to share just some of the things that came out. Um, You push Rebecca Jones's lies, telling your brother to claim he was the target of the cancel culture. You claim the GOP wants Jim Crow. You didn't know First Amendment protects peaceful protests. You claim Fredo was an ethnic slur. Want more? You broke quarantine while actually sick with COVID. Another one. How about any of the 400 stories related to Hunter Biden? Another one. Rebecca Jones. Another one. Your brother. Another one. New York admits knowingly undercounting nursing home deaths after quietly changing reporting rules with a picture of his brother. Another one. Did you break quarantine? Another one. Your brother killed thousands of nursing home residents. Um... Another one where he claimed that uh, Avenatti had more information on Kavanaugh. Another one, pretty much anything related to your brother's governorship. Um, Some guy writes out, Cuomo spending all day demanding people show proof, then ignores the people that show proof. Enjoy the ratio. (laughs) And he got ratioed. Oh, bad ever. It was brutal. It really was. Name one. <laughs> how do you explain that? How, I mean, how do you explain being so unaware? I could live with it if he said, yeah, you're right. I share one side of things. That's what I do. But he didn't. No. And he's perpetuating this mental like, illness moral high ground it's just i self-awareness and you and i've talked about this over over time self-awareness is crucial in the media because depending on who you are you won't have anybody to tell you the truth you'll have sycophants all around you you'll have people that just yeah, boy, you're you're right. You're funny. You're this. You're that. Whatever. And you need to be self-aware and self-critical. And you have to hold yourself to such a standard. It's like, you know, when people say, love your reporting. I'm not a reporter. I'm not a journalist. That's not what I do. We, we accidentally, probably fewer than five times in 20 years have quote broken a story but that's not what we seek to do we don't have the staff for that i don't i don't do that there are professional people that do reporting what we do is hold up a mirror say here's what's going on and then i offer what i think about it well you always think you're right don't you seriously who holds on to views that you don't think you're right about? What does that make you? 
weak. That's what it makes you. You need to own what you believe. And if you're not sure, you say so. You know what? I don't know. I've said that. But I can't even imagine being so unaware. I know that that most of the mainstream media is aware that they are absolutely the PR wing for the Democrat Party. Most of them are absolutely aware of it. Guys like Cuomo, they don't. They they don't they don't see it. His ego is so remarkably large, he doesn't get it. And as a typical illiberal, when he's confronted, he usually just utters profanities and threatens to throw a punch. 27 minutes after the hour. Come back with the big story in the press box, and it's a good one next. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Of the morning show with Preston Scott. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. On News Radio 100.7, WFLA. Six minutes after the hour on the morning show. What's to be Friday in the final hour? Next hour, Marie Fisher from Project 21. We'll talk about Juneteenth. It's now a federal holiday. Should it be? And I I don't think she's prepared for how I'm going to put it, but I would love to know what a white person's supposed to do today. Most of us don't think there's a race problem in this country. There's a handful that are making one up. But I think most blacks, most whites, most Hispanics, most Asians, I think most of us just get along. I don't think we care. So I'm just going to ask her, what's a white person to do? Seriously, we're being told we got to apologize. Okay. For Le- what? Learn how to be an anti-racist. Yeah, I, I just, anyway, that it'll be, it'll be a fun discussion. Uh, on the blog page. A member of Congress has asked and has gotten others to sign the letter, President Biden, to take a cognitive test, but not just any member of Congress. The dude was the lead lead White House physician. Now, what's interesting is when you look up Dr. Ronnie Jackson, now a member of Congress, Texas 13, when you look him up, the media says former doctor to the president, Trump. They leave out and President Obama. Of course they did. He was the White House physician for both Obama and Trump. He said, when asked, Donald Trump took a cognitive test. He passed it with flying colors. He said, I believe there's reason to ask this president to take a test. Interestingly enough, the best story of the whole thing comes from Sky News Australia. And so I have that, and I have a companion story on my blog page about Jill Biden 
Jill, as in Dr. Jill Biden, who increasingly seems as though she's kind of running things. Which leads me back to getting direction from Susan Rice, who's getting direction from... The Godfather. (laughs) Barack Obama. (laughs) Anyway. The big story in the press box, the United States Supreme Court ruling that a Catholic foster agency can, in fact, work with the government on foster and adoptions and so forth and exclude same-sex couples. City of Philadelphia wanted to say, no, no, they can't work because they're discriminatory. Supreme Court said, no, you don't have that right. And they are only, they're not imposing their right on any, on their beliefs on anybody else. They're one of several agencies and you cannot bar them. And the high court said it unanimously. That was the takeaway. Nine zero in a religious liberty case and let me tell you something do not underestimate how important that is yeah that is a massively important ruling it has ramifications on cases all over the country we'll get to one next hour but this there's something else that happens with that ruling how many 9-0 rulings have we had on pretty big cases lately it feels like a lot we've had quite a few we had a 7-2 ruling on Obamacare. Didn't go the way a lot of people wanted, but it's you got to read inside of it, and I'll do that with you next. But here's the big takeaway. Remember that dysfunctional, divided court narrative? We got to pack the court? Oops! 40 minutes after the hour on the morning show with Preston Scott. He's always been a white guy. Glenn Beck. Right. We got it. Licensed to talk. 9 to noon on WFLA. Okay, I got to I gotta be remarkably disciplined here. I got to get to uh, another story. Supreme Court kept the Affordable Care Act alive Thursday. 7-2 ruling that Texas and 17 other states plus two individuals lacked standing to challenge the constitutionality of it. Stephen Breyer even wrote, we do not reach these questions of the act's validity. It wasn't about whether the act itself, it was, it, was, it was procedural. Now, I don't like that. I think they made a mistake on the election of 2020 with the same general ruling, uh, lack of standing. Anyway, it's not what you think it is, but that was 7-2. I'm just, I mean, yeah. Anyway. Um, Michael Goodwin put together the top 10 biggest lies the illiberals in the media are being caught peddling. And, um, and he's got a top 10 here. And so I just thought I'd recap the top 10. Number one, the Russian hoax that Trump colluded with Russia. Remember Adam Schiff? I have evidence. I have evidence. Never presented it. Never once. And the media's never called him out on it. Number two, the Muslim ban that wasn't. Uh, yeah. That, that he was banning travel from Muslim nations 
when in fact he wasn't banning travel from the largest Muslim nations in the world. Right. It was specific nations. It was targeted. It was a hoax. Number three, 2017 tax cuts were only for the rich. 80% of Americans benefited from the tax cuts. Now, I didn't, but 80% of Americans did. Cool. But that was that's a lie. It's demonstrable. It is factual. Number four. And it was one of the, and remains one of the most hell-worthy narratives out there. Rushing to the border. Remember Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez in her white pantsuit? Crying. (laughs) That Trump built cages. And then it was revealed that the Obama administration, Obama-Biden administration, were in fact the builders of the cages and the photos were from 2014. Not the Trump administration or the Trump years. In fact, when Trump heard about all that stuff, he changed it. Apologies, corrections, nope, 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 nope. They don't do that. Lie number five, the Ukraine impeachment, uh, impeachment of Trump. And isn't it interesting how the media basically ignored Tony Bobolinsky? who if you listen to the interview that I posted on my blog page, you would come away with that saying, this is one of the more credible people I've heard talk about anything ever. No notes, total command of the situation because he was with Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. And he explained how Joe was making hundreds of thousands of dollars off of Hunter's deals in China and Ukraine. Those are five of the lies. I have five more to go. I will share those next on the morning show. Check me out, Ryman. For everything you need, truth and entertainment. The Morning Show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Can never go wrong with Electric Light Orchestra. 52 minutes after the hour, it's the Morning Show with Preston Scott. Good morning. We're counting down the top 10 lies that the liberal media is telling you, illiberals all. And it's a list compiled by Michael Goodwin. Um, and, and I, I just, it's so good. It's, it's a reminder of just how much damage the media can do by reporting and not reporting. And I would submit to you, they have caused more damage by omission than commission. Hunter Biden's laptop is number six. What happened to that story? It got buried. 
intentionally by not just the mainstreamers, but social media. Facebook, Twitter, they they killed anything to do with that. Fake news, fake news. By the way, later in the show, Babylon B, fake news you can trust. Um, we'll get to that next hour. It's, it's, it's a beautiful story. Uh, number seven. The cone of silence goes well beyond uh, the bias that's out there. It is that inside those laptops was the, the big guy. And the big guy is Joe Biden's 10% stake in what was going on with money. In Hunter Biden's laptop? Yep. Yep, 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 yep. So it's, it's the, not just the bias, it's the absolute snuffing out. So the Hunter Biden laptop story is number six. The silence, the the absolute smothering of the story and Joe Biden's involvement at a time when he's running for president, that he's been on the take. Just the fact that Joe Biden on television, on television, admitted to a quid pro quo with Ukraine when he was vice president. If you don't fire the special prosecutor that's investigating my son and this company in Ukraine, I'm taking a billion dollars of, of, of aid out of the country with me when I leave in a few hours. He bragged about it. He said it. He said it. And no one, relatively few, know about it. It's criminal. That is a criminal act as a vice president and then he he bragged about it they did it he used it a profanity well sob they did it put a solid guy in there other in other words they put someone in there that killed the the investigation into his son into the company he's getting all this money from that joe biden's getting a cut of that tony bobolinsky talked about Moving on the list. Number, number eight and nine. I got to flip back here because it was at the beginning of the story. Um, the whole Lafayette Park protester thing. Oh, the church photo op. That, uh, that the feds cleared the park to hold a photo op. No. The Interior Department's Inspector General says police plan to clear the park so a contractor could install a fence. How about we got it wrong? This was no. That's that's not allowed. How about the lab theory? Remember the lab theory that Donald Trump suspected this virus got out of a lab because it was based on what doctors were telling him, virologists. And then number 10 still ongoing ballot integrity there's your top 10 stories with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning and welcome to the second hour of the morning show with Preston Scott. If you're just joining us, remember you can catch the first hour via podcast whenever you like. Just look us up. Just look up Preston Scott in the iHeartRadio app under artists. I know it's gag worthy to consider me an artist, but that's just the way you have to find me. And you can check out any show we've done over the years on the iHeartRadio app. But thanks so much for joining us this morning, uh, whether it's terrestrial radio or iHeart. And we are pleased to have with us as we start our number two, Marie Fisher with Project 21. Marie, welcome to the program. How are you? Oh, fine. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. So give me your reaction to the news that by an overwhelming vote in the House and the Senate, Juneteenth is now a federal holiday. Uh, first I was shocked. <laughs> shocked that I was like, where did this come from all of a sudden now the blue? Because I was thinking about when I was younger when when they tried to make MLK a national federal holiday, it was it took a while. It was something it took several years to get to that point. So I was surprised it came out of the blue. Is it a good thing? For a national holiday? Yes. For a federal holiday, I don't think so. Not now. Because, uh, first of all, I'm so afraid some people are going to use this for divisive means. And you already see it. I'm already seeing it on social media. Um, I'm seeing a lot of people, especially a lot of people don't even know what it was. And a lot of people have no idea. And I, I mean, I know I've met black Americans who had no idea what Juneteenth was. And I know people argue and say, oh, it's been celebrated in 47 states. I'm like, but how many people in all those states really knew what it was? And I just feel this is a time period, especially we're still recovering from the pandemic. I think they said it's going to cost, you know, additional $60 million per year because that's about how much it's going to go out salary-wise to all the government employees. I feel like they could have, for now, they could have done more, like, you know, do more PSAs, more advertising, tell people what this is about. And then, say, in a couple of years, if you wanted to have a holiday, then do it. We have had routine guests on the show from Project 21 for many, many years, uh, Marie Horace Cooper and so many of your colleagues, um, Derek Green and others. I'm, I'm just, I'm going to throw this out there because I don't know who else to ask this question of, okay? So, okay. so given that you mentioned, I think, very accurately the time it took for MLK to be a holiday. I'm a big proponent of turning it into Civil Rights Day because I think Dr. King would prefer that, but that's a discussion for another day. But you're right. The speed of this has been remarkable. Is there any other way to read it other than it is a result of the PC culture we are in, the wokeness that we uh, have going on? In my opinion, no. I don't think there is. 
I really do not. Because, it, like I said, it came out of nowhere. It, even though some people said Trump tried to do it last year, but even then, it was sort of shot down. So I'm like, well, why was he not allowed to do it? Or why people pushed him against doing it, and now they allow it? Well, of the dumb question to ask. But, it, but still, it, 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 you know, it screams, yeah. Well, you know, it makes perfect sense. You know, they there was no one on the left side of the aisle that wanted to give President Trump any credit for anything. Uh, no. Whether it was economic gains for all Americans and minorities in particular, whether it was unemployment, it doesn't matter. And that was just another example of it. Right. It was, it, it was, it seemed like it was too much game playing. Instead of everybody trying to work together to at least better the country, it was nobody wanted to give them credit for anything. Marie, stand by. Marie Fisher with me. we got to take a quick break for weather and traffic. We're coming right back. She's with Project 21. Juneteenth is now a federal holiday. President of the Heritage Foundation, Kay James, suggests it is an example of the perfect answer to critical race theory. We'll get Marie's response to that next. this without caffeine the morning show with preston scott on news radio 100.7 wfla 11 minutes after the hour marie fisher is with project 21 and it's uh you know my go-to on a lot of issues that we talk about because you know quite frankly i'm i'm marginalized because i'm i'm white so i'm i guess not allowed to talk about certain things and Anyone that listens to the show for the 20 years I've done it knows I kind of gristle and push back on that narrative, but it is what it is. And so um, Marie's on to kind of discuss the the different ideas surrounding Juneteenth. Uh, there are some that think, Marie, that, you know, really December 6th might be a better date. Uh, that's the anniversary when the 13th Amendment was ratified. Are there better dates to, to celebrate the emancipation, which I think is worthwhile doing? Um, well, one thing, how about July 9th? Because that's when the 14th Amendment was signed, which actually made all, you know, all men country citizens. And you can make it a week of freedom, you know, going from the 4th of July to the 9th of July. You know, it's interesting. I mentioned Kay James, president of Heritage Foundation. Um, she said Juneteenth is the perfect answer to those that are promoting critical race theory. It says, no, we do not need to destroy the very structures of this nation, the things that make us great, that while there are issues or problems in our history, look at how we overcame and are overcoming them. You agree with that sentiment? Um, well, I really respect Kay Jane. So before she says good idea, my only fear is people who are, proponents of critical race theory will use this to say, look, here's an example. Because, you know, they say critical race is about, well, critical theory in general is about having an oppressor and an oppressee. Mm-hmm. And they will, they will say here, well, look, here's a day where, you know, the white oppressor finally gave, you know, finally is no longer master over the, you know, the blacks who are oppressees. And I'm just so afraid people are going to use it that way, especially since people are not well-versed history-wise, because people don't realize it was a white Union general who had to go down to that to Galveston and tell people, hey, tell the slave, you're free. 
like I said, people don't pay attention. They don't read history thoroughly. So I'm so afraid that it's going to be it's going to be used in the wrong way. Marie, what would you say? You know, I I have long pushed the narrative that most Americans don't have issues with race. I think most whites, most blacks, most Asians, most Hispanic, they just don't. We just see people. And I recognize that for a lot of the woke culture out there, being, quote, colorblind is a bad thing, even though I always thought that was kind of what Dr. King was pushing towards, which I, I think is a pretty good ideal. I think it's pretty biblically based. But what would you say, what do you say to your friends that happen to be white about dealing with this environment that we now find ourselves in? Ah, <laughs> it, 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 I, I feel, well, I feel for everybody right now, but it, it, I just tell people, you know, I've got your back. If, if right now things are just, I don't know how to say. Well, do you agree with my assessment, though, Marie? Do you, my assessment that most people don't have an issue with it? Do you agree with that? Right. Yeah, I do agree. Most people don't have an issue with race. Most people don't have a time to pay attention about race. I think most Americans in general are just trying to survive. We don't look at race. But you're right. The woke culture, they want to make everything about race. And I read an article, someone says, you know, the last last country that was, the last two countries that were so focused on race was South Africa and Nazi Germany. Do we want to be in those, that category? I, I know. The world coach will probably say, oh, you already are. But, <laughs> you, know, we're just, you know, they will. Yeah, and and the reality is that's where we're kind of almost being forced. And so it's up to us to just keep talking and pushing back and doing what we can to break the narrative up, I guess. All we can do right now. Um, Go ahead. Well, I was just, Murray, we're, we're out of time. Time flies too fast. But uh, I appreciate a few minutes of your time this morning to kind of weigh, on the, weigh in on this. It's news to a lot of people that it's now a federal holiday. But uh, mm-hmm. here we are, and hopefully people will learn a little bit more about it. And maybe something good will come up with the whole thing. But thanks for the time this morning. Uh, thank you for having me. And, yes, I hope something good does come out of it. <laughs> I pray. We need it. I appreciate it, Marie. Marie Fisher with us from Project 21, my guest this morning on The Morning Show. USLA. On your phone with the iHeartRadio app and on hundreds of devices like Alexa, Google Home, Xbox, and Sonos. This is crazy! And iHeart's radio station. The morning show with Preston Scott. I have here in front of me a story from the Babylon Bee, which has developed the moniker fake news you can trust. It's a tremendous slogan. (laughs) Congress passes law to recognize Juneteenth, the day Republicans freed all the Democrats' slaves. The Senate has unanimously passed a resolution to recognize Juneteenth as a federal holiday, commemorating the glorious day Republicans freed the last of Democrat slaves. We are so proud to show the world how not racist we are by officially recognizing the day 
The Republicans came charging in to free our slaves. All of them, said Senate Democrat Chuck Schumer. (laughs) Yeah, we Democrats did a little whoopsie with that whole slavery thing, but the Republicans corrected it. Thanks, Republicans. During this year's Juneteenth, the nation will gather to celebrate the American political party that was founded on protecting human rights of people of all skin colors. Democrats around the country will write letters of apology and organize <laughs> and organize celebrations for the vast network of Christians, Catholics, Quakers, and Republicans who fought and died to end the scourge of slavery in America. Congress has also approved the building of a giant elephant statue <laughs> in D.C. to honor the party responsible for the freeing of slaves from Democrat plantations. Biden has confirmed he will organize a celebration at the White House after he lays a wreath at the grave of his best friend, Robert Byrd. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Yeah. Uh, Satire at its finest, but boy, inside most comedy is truth. And the truth inside that story is that that is exactly the foundation of the Republican Party. What was it? Ripon, Wisconsin? Yeah. Ripon. Ripon or something like yeah, that. Yeah. R I P P O N is where the Republican Party was birthed, and it was birthed specifically to tackle, take on, and end slavery. It is a narrative that the mainstream media and Snopes and all of the 1619 Project writers want to conveniently ignore, forget, or completely lie about and change. Democrats were running the Deep South throughout the years of the Ku Klux Klan's reign of terror in this nation. It was... The Democrat Party that provided cover for the cowards in the sheets. And that's why I have called Antifa Clantifa. They are cowards in masks. That's what you have. Anyway, uh, the B correctly pointing out not just the facts, but doing it with a dose of humor. And that leads to a video clip that I will post at some point over the next few days that you sent me. How would you see it? It was recommended on YouTube. It is. YouTube did not. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, what, what, what's the word I'm looking for? They put it up in my feed anyway, uh, and they didn't diminish a conservative voice. Surprisingly. Yeah, it is. It is. It is classically Babylon B. It is a cartoon-like video on a racist club, the Klan, growing membership through diversity hires. <laughs> it's just funny. It just is. And I know I'll get... See, here's the thing. So people will look at it, and they'll see the, the, the white hoods, and they'll think I'm promoting something... And so you got to hit click and play, but I'm I'm a big boy, I can take it. And so we're going we're going to post that sometime over the weekend probably. What's to be Friday next hour? I will prime us big time with a beef of my own before the end of this hour. As we open up the phone lines for your calls, your complaints. 
Whatever you want to complain about, it's fair game. We've got the big story in the press box, the Masterpiece Cake Shop, proving once again that illiberals are too often slow learners. We'll get to all that and more in the next half hour right here on The Morning Show with Preston Scott. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. News. First, the morning show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. What's to be Friday in a half hour? So get yourself fired up and ready. Get it off your chest. Enjoy your weekend. A little audio therapy comes your way in just a little bit. Big story in the press box. Supreme Court, I had told you a few weeks ago, June is the month. The rulings come out. There are other times that rulings come out, but June is the time that a lot of high-profile cases get settled in terms of the announced rulings by the Supreme Court, and it's cited unanimously with a Catholic foster agency in a dispute against the city of Philadelphia over whether it should be banned from participating in the city's foster program because it excludes same-sex couples. The uh, city of Philadelphia claimed that the Catholic Social Services lacks a constitutional right to demand that DHS offer it a contract that omits the same non-discrimination requirement every other FFCA must follow when performing services for the city. But the justices said, no, here's the ruling. CSS seeks only an accommodation that will allow it to continue serving the children of Philadelphia in a manner consistent with its religious beliefs. It does not seek to impose those beliefs on anyone else. The refusal of Philadelphia to contract with CSS for the provision of foster care services unless it agrees to certify same-sex couples as foster parents cannot survive strict scrutiny. It violates the First Amendment. That's in the ruling. That's also ironclad. And it's also a unanimous ruling. Nine zip, ladies and gentlemen. Nine nothing. That is such a positive step. And it should, in a, in a world where illiberals were not dominating some states, that ruling would cause other things to be settled right now before having to go up to the States, uh, United States Supreme Court. But in mere moments, I'm going to share with you another story of another likely case that will find its way before the United States Supreme Court. And the court really could have handled this the first time. But it it tries to keep the scope of its decisions limited to the issues at hand. You look at this ruling 
for the Catholic Social Services in Philadelphia. That ruling about foster care, okay, that settles that issue across the country. But what it should do is it should settle other issues of First Amendment religious rights in other cases all over the nation. Lower courts should be saying, well, a reasonable person would say since the United States Supreme Court ruled this in this case, Catholic Social Services versus the city of Philadelphia, then by extension, this case, though it's not about foster care, it is about religious expression, this is pretty much settled. But that's not the way it's going to work because illiberals refuse to let things like that happen. They don't learn that way. And so what's what's also interesting about the 9-0 ruling is that it guts the narrative that's been pushed out there since the latter part of President Trump's term in office. The Supreme Court's dysfunctional. It just it just can't. We need to pack the court. Pack the court. Pack the court. We need more justices. 9-0. 9-0. Even the ruling on Obamacare that was 7-2 did not deal with the actual questions about the validity of the Affordable Care Act. It was about legal standing. Now, I don't agree with that, but I have to I have to say, okay. Seven justices to two said that there's not legal standing here. There's a qualification missing. Okay. So I don't, that ruling doesn't mean much to me. The big one is the 9-0 and there have been a few of them. But we've got a case that's going to be coming and I'll share it with you next. And he'll give you something to talk about. The Morning Show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. When I saw this story that was forwarded to me by one of the research fellows, I could not believe my eyes. We have talked about Jack Phillips, the owner-operator of the Masterpiece Cake Shop, often in recent years. This poor soul has faced lawsuit after lawsuit after lawsuit from the state of Colorado. Fines, threats of closure, because they claim he's violating the civil rights by not serving all people who happen to be gay, transgendered, etc. It started when a gay couple wanted him to bake a cake, custom designed. His response is, no, I am... I'm a Christian. I do not agree in same-sex marriage. You are welcome to buy any cake that I've made and take it elsewhere and have it decorated how you see fit. But that wasn't good enough. And so that ends up going, or, or a case like that of his, ends up going before the United States Supreme Court. He wins. You'd think it's over, but it's not. The state continued to send people in, and that's how I put it, and they kept suing, and now we've got a transgendered cake. 
And so he's being forced to make this cake or start paying fines. Face closure all over again. It is, to me, and and I think Jack is a better person than I am, I would have sued the state of Colorado until I owned half of it. (laughs) 51%. I would demand 51% of the state. In land? In no period, cash, <laughs> land. I want the give me. The I want money. Ha- I want better than half the assets. <laughs> you keep the debts. I'll take. I'll take the assets. It is unconscionable to me that the state is behind all of this. So there's so, he's facing it again. Now, how hard is this? You're a painter. You do custom commissioned art. You have a gallery. You have paintings that you've already painted. Anybody that wants to buy one of your paintings, whether they are three-legged Armenian dwarfs, whether they are any letter of the LGBTQ plus community, it doesn't matter. Anybody can walk in and buy one of those paintings. But you offer commission services, and they say, we'd like you to paint this. And you go, I'm, I'm not comfortable painting that. I I would rather not, but thank you. The suggestion here is the painter has to make, has to paint that, but it's, it's the assault of children. I'm not going to paint something vulgar. It doesn't matter. You have to see. That's the argument here. His argument is very simple. You can come into my store and buy anything I've made. You are welcome to people do it all the time. But when you ask me to create something that is custom, I have right of refusal. You know, it's interesting. I have right of refusal when it comes to my clients. My clients understand that. If I'm not comfortable with something, I won't do it. I won't say it. It's my call. Because ultimately, it's my voice. Sadly, it could take a year to two years for this to get to the United States Supreme Court. And I can only hope that once it gets there, they will hammer this issue once and for all. And then he can sue the state of Colorado. I think it'd be fun to own part of the Rocky Mountains. 46 minutes after the hour. Morning show with Preston Scott. Yeah, baby. <laughs> On News Radio 100.7 WFLA. All right, reminder. Today is, I believe, the last day of the Rush Limbaugh show. And I know that that is remarkably difficult for a lot of us. It just is. You know, the thing about what we do in radio, it is so different than television. It is totally different than written forms of media. You know, if you write an autobiography and bare your soul, people read that, they probably come away from that knowing who you are. 
And so short of that, there is nothing like radio. And for 30 plus years, some of you have listened to Rush. And as James Golden said, when he found out his diagnosis, Rush, his bucket list was to keep doing radio, to spend time with us. Wow. That's what he wanted to do. He wanted to spend time with you and me. And so it is difficult to say the least that we're kind of in this spot, but we are. And so Monday, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton, they've combined. Each of them did a radio program separately, but they brought them together. We'll see how it goes. Give it a chance. And make sure you check out that Rush podcast that James Golden hosts. It's brilliant. It is absolutely brilliant. It will touch your heart. It will make you laugh. It will probably cause a tear or two. It's great. Rush, man behind the golden EIB microphone, and it gives you insight and, um, yeah, good stuff. So that's coming up Monday. So today uh, should be, I'm guessing they'll announce. If they haven't, I haven't had, I, I didn't have much opportunity to listen when Rush was doing the program. I would listen occasionally. You know, I'm in the industry, as they say. And so, uh, you know, but Rush, huge fan. Uh, as I've said, he's why I have a job. Anybody that does talk radio, you owe Rush Limbaugh. Whether you're in sports talk radio, uh, you know, news talk, doesn't matter. You owe Rush Limbaugh. Rush Limbaugh, by himself, created a format that radio stations invested in. There's Fox News because of Rush Limbaugh. Fox News saw that there was a viable market for what they would do. It was because Rush developed it. There's so many things that exist now. I would say Breitbart exists. Blaze Network exists because of Rush. Anyway. Um, what's to be Friday coming up in just a few moments, 850-205-9352. If you want to get on board, I will turn my call screener on now. And, um, that means it's time for you to call in. If you want to get in line, 850-205-WFLA. My beef, we are required to have a signature line on our email. And mine says Preston R period Scott. And I repeatedly get emails from people going, Hey Scott. Hey Scott. You have two first names and two last names. (laughs) It's spelled out on the line below. Preston R Scott. People just don't read people in the, in the industry. Hey, Scott. And so I'm going to start writing back and use their last name. (laughs) You're going to troll them back. (laughs) Hey, bud. Biff, bud. Hey, bud. Hey, Alan. What's up, Burdette? (laughs) I've been hearing that my whole life, so it's... Yeah, I can't hear a thing you're saying. Can't can't hear a thing you're saying. Time for news. What's the B-Fridays next? 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Got something stuck in your crawl. I am sick and tired. Time to get it out before you fly off the handle. Stuff like that really rubs me the wrong way. Before you hit the roof. They're getting both barrels. Call 850-205-9352. I have been having a very bad day. So, what's the beef? Okay, we got time and we have room. So let's do this. 850-205-9352. We have two lines open right now. So if you've always wanted to do this, come on. Come on. I dare you. Now, give us a call. 850-205-9352. WFLA, get it off your chest, whatever you like. You can even complain about me. We have two simple rules, no profanity and don't make it personal. If you have a bad experience at a business, tell us what happened. Leave the name of the business out of it. We don't want to hurt. We want to help, and we're here to help you. John, thanks for calling in this morning. We appreciate you being patient. What's the beef? Uh, Thank you, uh, Preston. Listen, I've been holding this back since that interview you had with the mayor of the city of Apalachicola proposing that voting day be a national holiday also. I can't tell you how many holidays. I think it's 15 that government employees get off, and those people that work out in the free market here, we don't get those days off with pay. Most of us don't anyhow. So I want to remind everybody that when they talk about Juneteenth, they just didn't free the black slaves or when they when they freed the slaves by uh, President Lincoln. They freed every slave. And during those days, there were Asian, there were white, there were black, there were every nationality was, was suffering under some form of slavery, as I think some are of our southern neighbors coming into when they come into the United States now, another form of slavery, because they come in broke and they're going to have to work for the rich guy. Now, voting day off, uh, 10th day off, 10th day, I guess us white guys are just going to have to say, you know, they also freed some of my ancestors on that day, too. So it's a white holiday. You feel better? Well, somewhat, because I've been holding that in since <laughs> the, the mayor wanted everybody else to have that day off. So I, that's, that's busted a big bubble in my gut. Thank you. There you go, John. Hey, I appreciate it. Well said. Very articulate. Appreciate you sharing your view. That opens up a phone line at 850-205-WFLA. Let's go to Larry. Hello, Larry. How you doing, Preston? I'm great. Tell me, what's the beef? My beef is the way we don't teach history right with mm. this new holiday, which is should is only a Texas holiday because that's when emancipation was read in Texas, like it was read in Tallahassee, May twentieth. Mm-hmm. Emancipation is the way I understand it. Did not free all the slaves. It only freed the slaves in the states that rebelled against the Union. Lincoln did not want to alienate the five border states that had slavery that did not leave, and that was Missouri, Kentucky, Maryland, Delaware, and he allowed West Virginia to come in at the state in 1863 as a slave state. 
so the holiday should be December the 6th, 1865, with the ratification of the 13th Amendment, or maybe like that lady said earlier, with the ratification of the 14th Amendment that made black men citizens after, because they had to do, you know, Anyway, that's my beef. <laughs> Larry, thanks very much for the phone call. I appreciate it. Now, I'm getting a little bit of a dissenting shake of the head about something you shared there, Grant Allen. I've got to check. I'm looking it, it up right now. I'm fairly certain West Virginia was admitted as a free state because they were the western portion of the state that did not have the plantations. Fair, I'm, I'm, I'm looking it up right now to confirm, but... I'm just going to make sure. We'll circle back on that here in a second. Randy, Jeffrey, you're next. We're going to get to your calls, 850-205-WFLA. Get it off your chest. Like the previous callers, you'll feel better. That that bubble in your gut will burst with relief. I don't know. That might not be the best way to describe it, but it's what I got right now. More of your calls next, 850-205-WFLA. of Sensibility, the morning show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. It's 11 minutes after the hour. It's the morning show with Preston Scott. I'm Preston. It's great to have you with us. And I'm shocked and I'm I'm hurt. And I'm shocked that we have a phone line open. And I don't like it. It's 850-205-WFLA, 850-205-9352. We go to the newsroom, breaking news with Brian Fantana, otherwise known as Grant Allen. Uh, uh, thank you, Ron. Uh, go ahead, Brick. <laughs> so I, I've been looking and about the West Virginia question, yeah. and it doesn't say explicitly that they seceded from West seceded from Virginia because of the slavery issue, mm-hmm. uh, but they broke away from Virginia to stay in the Union because they were against secession. So it wasn't a referendum on slavery necessarily. So I think they did. It was have a referendum on secession. On secession, yes. Gotcha. Okay, some clarity there. Thank you, Brian. Sharp. Back with you, Brick, in a little bit. Let's go to Randy, who's standing by. Hello, Randy. How are you? What's the beef? Hey, good morning. How you doing, Preston? I'm great. <laughs> uh, I listen. When you, you know, I'm a little older than you, I think, but. When you were in school, in high school, did they require driver's education? Well, that's a remarkably personal question, Randy. <laughs> well, when I was in school, they, <laughs> and, did. And, and, they did. Yes, they did. I had to take driver's ed. Yeah, and I don't think they do that anymore, but, and that's obvious. But here's, here's, my, here's, here's my beef. Oh! Randy's going to be at the hotel all week. The tip jar's on the piano. Go ahead, Randy. Yeah. Uh, the slow right turners in front of you. One primary thing I learned at driver's ed is when you go into a turn, especially a right turn, you gently apply the brake. As you go into the turn, you let off the brake and let your inertia take you into the turn and through the turn. And I'm not just talking about old people, but there are some really, really slow motion right turners uh, in, this, in this city. Um, 
if I had anything to correct, I'd, I'd say learn how to make a right turn so that you get into the turn and get out of your way. No, but you've, my- you've, you've left out the most important part of a right-hand turn, and that's swerving into the oncoming lane to make your turn even broader and bigger. <laughs> yes, and without a turn signal. Randy, thanks for calling in, brother. Good to hear from you, my friend. That, my friends, is one of the great painters uh, in in the region, Randy Breenan. And uh, check out his art. Great stuff. Jeffrey, thanks for calling in. What's the beef? Well, Preston, if you don't, if you got another empty phone line, I could take up both of the uh, time spots today. <laughs> Go ahead. But, but, but in any event, you know, I, I must admit, I'm really impressed with these progressive liberals. How many days have you said we've been under siege now, roughly? Well, not roughly. It's 150. Yeah, and you know what? Just think. There have been no leaks at all from the White House. Amazing. These people are, these people are remarkable. They're controlling the dialogue. Most of your callers in today were uh, concerned about this uh, vacation time that was given away. They control the dialogue. And then all these talk show hosts and all these uh, Republican talk show hosts, the one question that I'd like to ask them, and I would you as well, is, frankly, and I'd like to know more specifically, if we could get a leak out of the White House, who actually is controlling the White House? In other words, is it a small clique? Who are these people? Is it Biden's wife? Because obviously he's not able to. So my question is to all these radio hosts, who actually is controlling what comes out of the White House? I'd love to hear somebody comment on that who had some viable source. Jeffrey, thanks very much. I appreciate that. I've I've gone into that a little bit. I believed that Joe Biden was not ever going to run his own presidency. I predicted a female vice president. I thought it was a no-brainer. I personally thought it was going to be a black uh, female vice presidential candidate. Um, Not sure Kamala really checks all those boxes because she's half crazy. But... um, But I will say that I've long believed that there was a reason why Barack Obama ended up living in Washington, D.C. when he left the White House. And I think he's been present and orchestrating everything for quite a while. Sabrina, Lauren, Stephen, you're next. We'll have room for one more caller. I'll be more disciplined in the next segment of The Morning Show with Preston Scott. FLA at WFLAFM.com on your phone with the iHeartRadio app and on hundreds of devices like Alexa, Google Home, Xbox, and Sonos and iHeart's radio station. Here we are, the final bank of calls. I'm going to be much more disciplined. I told you I've done only 4,493 of these shows. I don't have it down yet. I will get better. We go to the phone line, standing by Sabrina. Good morning, Sabrina. Thanks for calling. Thanks for being patient. What's the beef? Good morning. This is more criticism instead of a beef, but you haven't said it today. But it seems that you have dipped your toes into the pool of illiberalism and engaged in political appropriation of that phrase coined by our new current press propagandist, Jen Psaki. We'll circle back. Come on, man. <sighs> Shall we circle back next week? You know what? I might circle back to this phone call. 
Unfortunately, I don't have anything more for you. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Sabrina. I appreciate that. Oh, busted. She got you on that one. Well, but see, now I would say that the left has has appropriated the term. Circling back is is a fair thing to do. When they do it, though, they're cheating. They're yeah. trying to distract you. Fair point. I use it the right way. I mean earnestly that I will circle back other than to Sabrina ever calling again. I'll never circle back to her again. Ever. Ever. Just kidding. Lauren, thanks for calling in. What's the beef? Uh, this beef is with myself, more or less, um, that it finally took me after these few years to figure out what you were meaning by your promo on um, who's on first with the voices of Bill Clinton and our uh, <laughs> Uh, past president and that would happened about two weeks ago and then i had an aha moment and i was like oh my gosh now i realize what he's talking about so preston and the value of liberalism i'm blaming it on you it is not my fault <laughs> thank you. that was so worth it thank you lord that's awesome and that is a really good promo, too, by the way. It's so good. The guy doing the voice is outstanding. Victor's just the best. All right, let's go to Steven. Steven's been very patient. What's the beef? Our U.S. government. It takes them forever to do anything, but they see a free day off. It gets done that quick. <laughs> you know, our guest, was talking, our guest was talking about that. It took just a minute to do that national holiday, didn't it? I blinked and that boom, it's a holiday. And I love the fact when they have one that falls on a Saturday, I just push it back a day. There you go. That's what you do. Stephen, thanks for and calling I, I in. Just, yeah. Oh, real quick, why, yeah. why do all these people, all these federal employees get a day off of pay when they had nothing to do with whatever that class <laughs> And I don't understand why they don't call it June 19th. Why it's Juneteenth? What does that mean? Uh, it's a way of, it's clever branding. That's what that is, Stephen. I appreciate the call. Well done. And our last caller, Chris. Chris, you're following three pretty strong calls, buddy. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> I'm mostly. <laughs> yeah, well, that was that. Nearly as, yeah, but uh, basically I'm just frustrated more over with some of the stuff I've seen recently with uh, Joe Biden up in office and up at the G7 summit. Just basically getting ran over by pretty much every other person in the world and uh, like Macron from France pointing his finger and getting in his face. Nobody would have done that with Trump. Well, but as the Babylon Bee's reporting, Joe Biden did win an ice cream eating contest against Vladimir Putin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I guess there's uh, there's small benefits, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, thanks so very much for the phone call. Oh, well done. Boy, that well done today. Some pithiness, some oozing sarcasm uh some heartfelt conviction that was like you know it's funny because two weeks ago we struggled yeah it's been a little quiet for a little while and then last week the volume of calls picked up yep but this week we had just the right number of calls but they were so well seasoned gems well done oh yes way to go you See, this is always a little sketchy when I surrender some time on the show. 
So you did good, all of you, especially that last bank. Man, you guys were strong and funny. When we come back, the final half hour, remember, nothing serious in the final half hour. We push away all that stuff. We come back, Grandma's House Rules. We've got good news and the goat still to come on the morning show with Preston Scott. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Known as Mr. Know-It-All. The Morning Show with Preston Scott. News Radio 100.7. WFLA. We're doing maneuvers around Hawaii. Yeah, I, I heard about that too. Doing military drills. Oh, no, 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 no. This stuff didn't happen with Trump. No, not at all. All the Iranian scout ships that were uh, American naval vessels having to fire off warning shots at the Iranian ships. Yeah, that didn't happen for the last four years. So Monday, I got uh, retired U.S. Naval Captain Brent Sadler. Uh, He is the Heritage Foundation Senior Fellow on Naval Warfare and Advanced Technology. He's going to come on. We're going to talk about the saber rattling and what the United States response ought to look like. But um, final half hour of the show, we try to push back. I came across this. This is, I can't tell you how much I enjoy prepping for Friday's show because I'm being very intentional on Friday to absolutely hit the the story or two that we got to talk about and then ah, just some other stuff. Just have to do it. And I found this on a website called Apartment Therapy. My grandma's 30-year-old house rules taught me how to keep a clean home. And this was by, and this is an Australian lady named Anita Katie. And she writes about her grandma, and she's funny. The The girl writing this is funny. You know, if a friend comes over and compliments my cooking, it's one of three things. A lie, a fluke, or store-bought. <laughs> But as I've gotten older, one of my goals has been to get better in the kitchen. So the other day, after hours of mindless scrolling through food talk, pinning trending recipes to my new make-me board, I decided to attempt an easy-enough-looking bolognese. Is it just me, or are more plates and utensils used when following a recipe? That's true. Yeah, that is. <laughs> when you follow a recipe, all of a sudden you're using measuring spoons and all. When it's just you, you're just throwing a little bit hey, of right. this in, throwing a little bit. Oh, look at that. Yeah, let's throw that in there too. About three spoons. All right, we'll go with that. Yeah, whatever. Pinch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so preparing dinner last night, frustrated with the number of times I was reopening the same drawer to get yet another spoon, 
I decided to go against everything I know, everything my grandma taught me, and leave the drawers and cupboards open. It would prove to be a bad idea. Another thing I should mention, as well as not being the best cook, I'm also incredibly uncoordinated. With a newly sharpened knife and literal swimming goggles on because I couldn't stop crying while cutting onions. <laughs> I turned my head towards the TV for just a moment. Within the next three seconds, I'd cut my hand, which led me to bump into an open cabinet door, then an open drawer, all while the very sharp knife fell onto the floor and thankfully just missed my bare foot. Oh. Along with the importance of closed-toe footwear that day, I learned that I should consider my Grandma Gigi's commandments unbreakable. And so she starts to list the commandments of a clean house. These are brilliant. Here we go. If you open it, close it. If you turn it on, turn it off. If you unlock it, lock it. If you break it, mend it. If you borrow it, return it. If you make a mess, clean it up. If you use it, take care of it. If you move it, put it back. If it doesn't concern you, leave the bloody thing alone. <laughs> Genius. Brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. And Genius. with a laugh, with some quips, yeah. with a funny little story around it. Well done. So there you go. There are there's there what a great list, right? That's awesome concise short you can raise children when you and your wife have children one day when you decide to one day be a parent sir you both you can raise a family with that stuff those simple eight or nine rules boom and do as your parent says that's it 40 minutes after the hour in the morning show faster than a speeding bullet more powerful than a locomotive Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. It's the morning show with Preston Scott on WFLA. Blog page. This weekend is going to be a fun place to visit. Got a blog up now. Put a blog up yesterday, day before Project Veritas, another bombshell that explains what's going on with Fox News. Got one up now. Got another one coming up tonight and another one posting Sunday night. So uh, the one posting tonight is lighthearted and kind of fun. It's Boston Dynamics Dog Spot. One year anniversary of Spot. And it's so cool. It just is. It's a minute and some change. It's just, it's so good. But I'm going to warn you, the good news segment that follows right now Make sure you get a, a handkerchief or a tissue ready because the following segment may induce a tear or two. I have warned you. It's so important to make someone happy. Make just one someone happy. Make just one heart to heart you. You sing to Okay, I've told you, and anybody that knows me knows I am a marshmallow. I am a very, man, I'll cry. I will drop a tear over something that hits my heart. I will. 
And when I saw the story of Peter and Lisa, I just sat there and sobbed. It is a story of commitment and love in the face of difficulty. At 56, Peter's early onset Alzheimer's disease progressed very rapidly. Lisa has remained steadfastly by his side, even though he cannot remember her name. He knows that Lisa loves him. And he certainly loves her. She told NBC News 4 in New York, he doesn't know that I'm his wife. I'm just his favorite person. Last winter, oh boy, here we go. As they sat on the couch watching TV, Peter had an idea. Not realizing that they've been married for years. And were married. He proposed. He fell in love with her all over again. So they set a date. Vendors who knew Lisa's event planning daughter donated their services to make the day perfect. Throughout the ceremony, Peter beamed as his bride, while sometimes through tears, smiled back as she made her vows. She said, it was so perfect, I couldn't have dreamt for a better day. It was magical. I can't remember seeing him so happy for so long. I'm the luckiest girl in the world. I got to do it twice. Ceremony took place just a few months ago, and Peter has no recollection of the event. But what he's not forgotten is that woman that will not leave his side. Who loves him back. Who he loves. And he can't quite remember why. Ugh. Talk about a movie being lived out in life. Great stuff there. Good news. 46 minutes after the hour in the morning show with Preston Scott. As we wait on the world to change, we wrap up our broadcast with one more story. Mentioned it. I don't know that I mentioned it on the air. Maybe I did. I know I mentioned it to to you, Grant. Simone Biles, who is just, I think she's outstanding. I think she's cool. Um, She is, to my knowledge, the greatest gymnast our country or the world has ever produced. 2016 Rio 14. Four golds and a bronze. She's going to try it again. It's tough for a gymnast to carry it over. 
you know, from it, it's not like a lot of other sports. Your window as a gymnast and being elite seems to be really, really small. And at a very young age. Yeah. And she has, um, and, and she's, you know, a 19 time world champion. And she's like, what? Um, is she in her late twenties? I don't think so. Okay. I, 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 how old is she? Come on, Ethan Allen. Come on. Come on. Come on, furniture. Let's go. Let's go. Where? Where is? Where's the info? We're at the Jeopardy. Uh, 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 at the computer. I mean, we're at the. All you do is type in Simone Biles. How old is she? Ninety-seven. <clears throat> She's not ninety-seven. Nineteen ninety-seven. Born nineteen ninety-seven. She's my age. Yeah. Okay. So she's a kid. See? Dang, she's younger than I thought. There you go. Yeah, age 24, and Dang. I feel like I really need to get my life together. <laughs> you didn't hear that. Ethan said she's 24, and I feel like I really need to get my life together. Um, she uh, she decided she was going to um, do a little bedazzling of her uni, her leotard. The idea was to hit back at the haters. I didn't feel like it was necessarily fair how they could keep saying whatever they wanted, but then if I said something, it wasn't fair. The haters were joking like, I swear, if she puts a goat on her Leo, blah, 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 blah. That would make them so angry, and I was like, okay, that's actually a good idea. Let's make the, let's make the haters hate. The fans love it. So that's exactly what we did, why we did it. So on her right shoulder of her leotard in the uh, in in the U.S. Championships, she had the outline of the head of a goat bedazzled, sequined on her shoulder. Did the goat win with the goat? Oh, of course it. Of course, and she is the goat, and I yeah. love that she did that. What what what's the old line? It ain't bragging if you can do it. Brought to you by Barino Heating and Air. It's the Morning Show 180 on WFLA. Fun show today. If you missed the full three-hour program, this is a podcast worthy of listening to because it was solid. It's a solid effort today. Um, Grant, Ethan, Ethan, Grant, Ethan, Allen. Grant, Ethan, whoever they are over there, even contributed to the broadcast today. It was it was good. It was a good show today. Supreme Court sides with a Catholic foster agency that excludes same-sex couples. The ruling, 9-0. That is a mic drop. And it also, at the same time, silences the... We've got we've got a divided court, ideologically divided. Really? Yeah, at times. But boy, there sure have been a lot of nine zero rulings lately on pretty important cases, and that I think gives us a little bit of hope. A little bit of hope. So come on now, buck up, pick up, smile. There's a little hope. As much hope as you want to put in man. There you go. CNN's Chris Cuomo got roasted after daring Twitter to list one bias that he's shared. (laughs) 
Talked about the 10 liberal lies and so much more. It was a good show. Tomorrow, as I was saying, 9 a.m. Eastern. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.